Hi, it's Ms. Okada, and this podcast is episode 9 of season 2. This will be a year-long series where I will be reviewing books that I read in 2021. Why? Because I set a goal for the year 2021 to read at least 12 books. I surpassed my goal in May, and this month I surpassed my second goal of 24 books. This is exciting. My new goal for this year is to surpass 10,000 pages. I might as well put my thoughts of the books into words. Keep in mind there are spoilers in these episodes, so if you are planning on reading the book I've listed in the description, I would skip this episode. Today, I will be reviewing the three books I read this month. We Are Not Free by Tracy Chi, The Memory Police by Yoko Ogawa, and Darius the Great Is Not Okay by Adib Koran. September, with the ramped up heat in Southern California while the rest of the country is settling into a cooler autumnal season, also ramped up my stress levels at my jobs. Teaching is no joke. In the midst of a pandemic with students coming off of a year and a half of distance and high flex learning, and for me, trying to win over students who have had another teacher for the last two plus years has been exhausting. They don't really like me, by the way, but it's okay, and I understand. They had a teacher they loved for two or more years. I can't replace their love of their past teacher, and I can't replicate her energy or teaching style. Look, I've been doing this for longer than their last teacher. I know what I'm doing, but do they trust me? Not yet. Many have decided it's not worth it to even try to trust my expertise. Look, I'm not going to spend any more of my energy on the negativity any longer because they are, after all, teenagers. And I've taught teenagers long enough to know when to walk away and ignore the rude sass. But listen, I'm human, and it's hurtful, and it's impacting my mental and physical health. Reading has helped alleviate some of the stress and drown out the voices of self-doubt. The three books this month hit me in different ways again. I really did enjoy their easy reads, and highly recommend all three. Two are young adult novels, so they read quickly as well. We Are Not Free by Tracy Chi is a YA novel that tells the stories of the Japanese-American experience during World War II in California from the point of view of 14 teenagers. The story begins as they face the ugly reality of hate and terror, with enforced curfew before being ordered out of their homes, shops, their neighborhoods, to be sent to relocation centers, hastily put together housing like the horse stalls of racetracks. The friends are separated as their families are incarcerated at different camps. Their stories are distinct and tell the different sides of growing up during this time being socially American, having been born and raised in America, not having lived in Japan, while also being ethnically Japanese, understanding the Japanese language and passed down heritage. Their stories through their eyes is a unique take on the events of the time in California and in the camps. The boys and girls on the cusp of becoming adults navigate what it means to at once have a foot still in their parents' protection and also a foot out the door to their individual futures. The idea of freedom in their stories is not just the physical barriers they face in the concentration camps they were imprisoned in after President Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order 9066. Freedom for these teenagers also means overcoming their emotional, social, and cultural barriers before, during, and after the imprisonment and internment. When I first began the book, I wonder what new information it would give me. I've read books, studied documents, and interviewed many people who were interned during the war because of Executive Order 9066. I've talked to elders who have entrusted me with their stories of the camps and as soldiers who fought for the U.S. during the war. 
I know many firsthand stories, but the book, as I got deeper into it, I realized is different. It didn't give me what I have already experienced, which is memories of the past. This is told from the point of view of it happening in the moment, the minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day experience of teenagers living through the terrors of that time in our history. The fear, the trepidation, the hope, the experiences that made, no, force these children, teenagers, to grow up quickly to a world that hates them solely for their ancestry is felt deep into my roots reading this book. As it is told in the point of view of 14 Japanese-American teenagers in California during World War II, the many people I've had the opportunity to meet and talk to who have lived through this time period were approximately these ages. I'm lucky to have been entrusted with the first-hand accounts of that time in California through these interviews in the past, but only had bits and pieces. This novel is about these 14 friends with such diverse stories told in its totality masterfully told. I highly recommend this book. And if you want to learn more about the Japanese American experience, I'll link the Densho website, which has the best collection of information. Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Koram is another YA book. It's a Bill Dung's Roman coming-of-age novel about a Persian-American boy and includes a beautiful story about Darius, the protagonist, learning who he is through the awkward year of depression, teenage fears, dreams, family expectations, and time in Iran. This was a quick and really enjoyable read that dealt with some pretty important issues, and it was nice to see this boy, Darius, grow up a bit. I learned a lot about Persian culture through the masterful storytelling through the eyes of Darius, an awkward boy who is very self-conscious about not only his depression and his outward appearance, but his Persianness. He's not quite enough and yet too much, which by the way is how many of us children of immigrants feel. We go back to our parents' countries and don't quite fit, and yet we don't fit in the country we are born in quite well either. It's a dichotomy that exists within many of us. It was an easy read YA book with some really great adolescent themes. In the description of this episode, I'm also going to include links that were in the book, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline website, as well as the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I think that Darius's struggle with depression is not uncommon. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with a mental illness, there is support available for you. The Memory Police by Yoko Ogawa is the story of the narrator who lives in a dystopian world where things vanish from existence while no one really questions these disappearances nor try to reclaim them. The novel basically questions how important are things if they don't carry memories. The fictional village in which our narrator lives slowly lose memory of the things that are erased from their existence. This is done methodically as somehow the residents take their things that are being erased outside to be burned and thrown away. At one point, the narrator tells us of the time that birds were erased and people just nonchalantly let go of their pet birds out of their cages and birds just flew away, never to return with their songs or chirps. One by one, as these things are eradicated, the narrator is cognizant of these losses but feel no sadness because after all, they don't have memories connected to these things. Now she becomes aware that there are those who actually remember and those who defy the powers that be, government maybe, anyway, the memory police, and collect these items to keep for one day. The narrator's mother may have been one of these people. These people are rounded up and taken away. We never do find out what happens to them. 
They are easily found out because they just don't act the same as the others who just blissfully forget memories. When the narrator makes a connection with one of these memory keepers and well, she attempts to keep him safe, risking her own safety. The story takes some serious turns. This was such a good story. As a dystopian novel, it reminded me a lot of Clara and the Sun that I read earlier this year. If you like that type of story, a dystopian novel that messes with the psyche more than just an in-your-face-the-world-is-burning kind of novel, this is the one for you. I can definitely use more recommendations like this one. This month was three books and 974 pages, so the book count for 2021 so far, 24 books, 7,677 pages. Thank you for listening. I'm not going to